3: You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here, joined as always by my co host, Dylan Ray. And we have with us today, straight from the Boone and Crockett Awards in Springfield, Missouri, uh, we have Tavis Rogers. So Tavis, welcome to the Pope and Young podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. I Just just to give everybody a background, um, uh, I, I think it was three years ago that our partnership between Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett um, kind of initiated the Glen St Charles award. So what that is is the Glen St Charles award is for an outstanding trophy, an outstanding archery taken trophy that is invited to the Boone and Crockett awards program. And so you and I were both uh just back in Springfield, Missouri um for those awards you you were awarded the the number one spot for a non-typical columbia blacktail taken right here in my home state of oregon so i'm always proud of that and then uh our board of gotta directors, get it in there anytime you can huh? every time every <laughs> time i'm on a i'm gonna do my shout out and so anyway our board of directors looked at every archery entry um that was at the boone and crockett awards they a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, deliberation, and I mean, there were some magnificent trophies here. You know, you look at at Brian Butcher and at three hundred and twenty some inch whitetail. Just, I mean, three hundred twenty some inches—that's incredible. You look at there was a huge three ninety something Roosevelt uh, that was taken in Oregon. Uh, we had a uh, you now know is that out, where you're from. It might be, you know, we had Alan Bolin's, you know, that thing was a a sick blacktail, which was a world record. So yeah. you were up against a number of formidable, I mean, amazing trophies. So tell us when, when you were on stage because they they actually you were on stage receiving your BNC award, and then they they called me up to present the Glen St. Charles. What was going through your mind? I mean, hey, congratulations on a phenomenal. 170-inch net, non-typical Columbia blacktail, which is – I mean, that's a monster. That's just a monster.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it just – well, you know, first, I mean, I started to turn and walk off, and I think I got two steps, and this hand hits my shoulder, and I'm like, you know, what? What was that? And, and Justin just uh, Spring, he, he he says, oh, no, nope, you're not done yet. I'm like, What? what? And I turned around. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I'm totally confused. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of just kind of a little bit, I'm like, "What, what what's going on? Pull me back to the middle. And then they called you out. When, and, and when they called it out and said that, uh, um, you know, I was getting the St. Charles award. I mean, I almost lost it. I mean, I'd never heard of it, but I know Glenn St. Charles, you know, I mean, he's a legend. Uh, and our founder. Yes. And, and, and it just, I mean, I, I I was lucky enough to get to to meet Glenn St. Charles and at a number of Pope and Young uh, events over the years and spend some time with him and talk with him and 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 just when they said that, I mean, and, and so I you know I know where where that comes from. It it hit hard. I mean, it I, I got emotional. I, you know, that's awesome. I told it somebody didn't... afterwards. I said, I hope they didn't take pictures while I was crying. I was trying to eat the tears out of my eyes. I mean, it's like. I mean, it it meant a, a tremendous amount. I mean, I I was just in shock. Uh, Jason, you turned around over there and came over. I, was like, God, I may have to. You may have to hold me up, man. I mean, it, this is this is a lot. I mean,
1: uh, that's that's I, so fantastic. And I it's, wasn't and, there,
3: but hearing Jason describe how you received it, man, that's what you want. You don't want it to go to somebody who's like, "Oh yeah, thanks, cool, I appreciate it." that's that's incredible that you understand and like man Appreciate that's who you want it to go to like yeah that's when you look at it and you say yeah we chose the right one and
1: it's uh you know just a little background tavis i i hadn't met you prior to the boone and crockett awards and thursday night they had a kind of a reception in the trophy area with all the displays of all the trophies and so i actually i was talking to some folks i was uh, talking to the the folks from Oregon with that Roosevelt and uh and I saw you sitting over there with a Pope and Young hat on and so that's <laughs> you know when you're at the Boone and Crockett Awards and you're wearing a Pope and Young hat that's just cool so I'm like I oh, saw yeah. that and I'm like I gotta go talk to that guy and then I went up there and it was and, and then you started telling me about the buck and I want to hear we want you to tell the story of that deer because oh. the way you tell it and the emotion that you went through it's it's a great I, I just I want them to hear it. but I just want people to understand you know here's a guy that's at the Boone and Crockett Awards getting an award from BNC and he's wearing a Pope and young hat <laughs> and I'm like that is just big so question cool.
3: is is it new logo or old logo?
1: it was it was the mid it was the the white tail it was one of the kuyu hats yeah. oh yeah with, with the white tail skull on it. So, well, I'll
3: make sure and get you out a new logo with that QU hat.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: So, no, that was – he was there representing, and, and I knew who the award was going to, and I hadn't had the chance to meet you yet, and so it was so neat to meet you, connect That's all cool. the dots. And uh, it, was, it was a, a great experience for, for me. So, Tavis, give us a, you know, kind of a rundown. And you're doing this all with a long yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I so- mean –
1: so one, was one, this one with the self bow? The,
0: the, yeah, no, that was with the long It was with the black okay. long bow. Um, and and that interestingly, that that bow, that I guess it's got really good luck in it. Uh, I've used that same bow. I shot I shot a, a really nice doll sheep and a and a really nice mountain caribou with it a number of years ago. And then uh, I've shot a number of elk with that bow. And then and then. I was trading around bows while I was black tail hunting. One day I'd hunt with one bow and another day I'd hunt with another one. But but uh, for, for some reason, I picked up that bow that morning and said, that's the bow I'm going to take. And it just felt right. You know? It, yeah. I mean, I don't know, call it superstitious or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, but, it, but it, it, thank, thank goodness it worked out, you know, on, on that day, definitely. Well, so send I, it
3: to me and maybe I'll shoot something other than a forky.
1: Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Not likely. He loves yeah. them forking horns, man. So do I. <laughs> I hey, that put them down, in, dude. Put them down.
0: But yeah, uh, it, it may be a little heavy for you. It's like sixty-two pounds, I think. So it's a little on the heavy side for, for you know, for a traditional bow, which uh, you know. Uh,
1: I think he you just be. called me weak jay no he no you. yeah he, he did. just
3: looked at he just looked at me and said well i can pull oh, it back no, but yeah. you know hey i
1: i didn't even until then i didn't know you guys had met yeah <laughs> clearly <laughs> you've met if he knows you can't pull his bow back no it's a it, it, well with traditional bows it's it's really difficult like for
0: example if somebody shoots 75 pounds or 80 pounds with the compound i'll handle yeah. a, a, a 60 pound bow and they get it about here and they go stopped." yeah I'm like yeah uh you got to." You know, it, it's gotta come all the way back. Uh and that's one thing that's it, it's different muscles. Um
3: uh, it is. The bow I, I, I'm currently I mean, shooting is, is fifty seven and I really like I that's really like where that's at. I don't don't have the need to go up anymore and no. I really like the way it shoots.
0: And that's plenty for I mean I, Fred Bear said, you know, forty five pounds is adequate to ca- take anything in North America. And yeah. he was right. With the right arrow yeah. setup, it's it's definitely Adequate to take anything in North America with 45 pound draw bow. So, so, I mean, people overbow themselves and they end up up having bad habits in their shooting form. so so Well, Fred Eichler
3: shoots 43 pounds, and he obviously shoots everything in North America. So,
0: so it's more than adequate with the right arrow and right bucket.
1: Well, you know what? I'm not Fred Eichler, so I'm going to shoot 80. I'll just (laughs) say. I probably, I probably came in with the bad habits. so yeah for sure i'm excited to hear the story of this deer though yeah let's tell us tell us tell us
0: about this buck so so i you know this this hunt came about a good friend of mine uh called me up kind of out of the blue and uh asked if i wanted to go go hunt blacktails i said yeah and i said when hold on
1: (laughs) has anybody has anybody ever called you up and say hey do you want to go hunt x y or z that you ever said no to uh (laughs) He's I didn't think so. To,
0: it's it's hard. It's hard to say no. It really is. I just is. like
3: his answer. When?
0: <laughs> yeah. When? Uh, and he said, "Well, in November." And I'm like, "So I'm I'm on the computer while I'm talking to him." I'm like, "Where are we going?" And he said, "You know, Southern Oregon." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm, "Oh, the steelhead are running. We're there." <sighs> and he says, "He said what?" And I said, "I said we're there." I said, "You don't have to talk anymore. I'm i good. I'll go steelhead fishing if the hunting sucks. You know, I'm great." i love i love fishing too so uh it's like all now right where's
3: home know. i need to know that first where's home I,
0: I live in northwest colorado near near steamboat springs okay so uh but I, you know i love to love to fly fish and, and i'd never caught a, a true steelhead one that had you know went to the ocean and ran back in and so that was on the list so I said sure let's go and then of course covid was a was a nightmare and so you know we we set up our flights and went out and, and, you know, all the mask and all of that, that rigmarole. But I get to Oregon and my first in indication of, uh, hey, we're not in Kansas anymore or not in Colorado either. Uh, <laughs> it's pouring down. I mean, literally, I can't. I mean, I, I, I don't see this kind of rain in Colorado. Uh, and it's just we, we walk out of there. I mean, it's just pouring down. Um, I had I had actually gotten I was late to, to get up there because of, we had a blizzard here in Colorado. And uh, I, I was late to the airport, so I had to fly out a day late. And when I got there, uh, he had already, he shot a very nice deer himself, and, and he met me at the airport. And uh, I'm like, man, this is crazy, this rain, how am I going to hunt? I'm, I'm hunting with a longbow with feathers and wood arrows, and this is going to be bad. And he said, well, and I, I did have some carbon arrows, <laughs> uh, so at least, at least those, will make it. So anyway, so we we go and take care of his deer and then you know go out and i'm like man i'll never see a deer as good as the one you got i mean that's just a tremendous spot so anyways we go we go and get set into the hotel and and uh you know and it's just pouring down i'm thinking man i hope this rain stops and it's you know it's oregon i guess uh and so it it, stops. it doesn't stop
1: well this year it didn't stop till july Usually, hey, somebody stops. told me somebody <laughs> told me jason i
3: don't know if i ever told you this somebody said yeah, that's why Jason got so tall because he's always getting watered.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, you know, but you talk about it, and it's you know, he left where they have a blizzard, and the nice thing about rain, you don't have to shovel rain. Yeah, that's you true. Just comes true. down, runs off. You're, you don't. You're not. It's not any backbreaking shovels, and there's no rain plows or anything like that. So, right. but everything well,
0: is mossy. Oh yeah, that, that was the other thing that, that was really strange seeing all the, the trees with all the moss on them all and and then that moss the the like spanish moss growing off the trees i was like wow this is definitely different most of you know most of my hunting is probably southwest or, or you know central united states so i don't spend much time in those rainforests it, it was quite different so so we go we, we didn't hunt that evening went out the next day and um, saw some deer uh saw, saw some nice bucks and um and uh you know and then i had a couple more i had, had a really interesting right the day before i, I shot my the big deer i i, I had a a nice three-point uh blacktail was bedded down that's not so i said i'm stalking that deer um and so I, I i made a stalk on that deer got within about 15 yards and he was kind of laying below some some brush and i and he stood up and i shot and i'm like that should have killed him I, The arrow's was dropping right in and, and hit a branch right at the last minute and uh you know missed and uh, god it was just it, it tore me up i'm thinking man that that was that, i may not get another opportunity um so i uh so anyway so the the next day it's just poor it they called for a big storm coming through and big storm front very low low pressure, wind, wind warnings all up and down, you know, all that whole area, and, and the, the landowner we were, we were on, he said, well, you, you may have trouble getting in here if the trees start blowing over. You're not going to get back in, you know, back up here. So, so we were a little bit hesitant the next morning, uh, went out, and it's pouring down rain. I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to sit in the dang ground blind. I hate sitting in ground. I'm not, a, I'm more of a spot and stock guy, and so I, well, I'll sit in the ground blind until it, maybe it'll break and, you know, be able to get out and try to stalk some of these deer. And so I'm sitting in the ground blind, and it's just pouring down rain, and really, you know, as it starts to get daylight, it's just foggy, cloudy, rainy, and I've got a few does kind of milling around in the area, and I'm thinking, okay, well, at least I've got some deer out there. And, and I look, I see a movement up on the hill, and I, and I look up, and I thought, well, hell, that, was, that looked like a buck, and I pulled up my binoculars, and it was just gone. Like, as soon as I put, and I thought, ah! That, there's something wrong that that did not look right that that that's too big i mean that's that was not i'm, I'm seeing things um and and i i thought no i i mean it, it, i saw just a glimpse of the, the ant the left side of his antlers you walked by and I'm like that, that can't be real um so i so i kind of sat there for a minute and, and i thought well we'll see what you know something else will come in here in a minute and And uh, I started, I was watching in that direction just to see if something else would move, if I'd catch him moving again or something. And and finally, about 150 yards away, I see something move in the brush, and I pull up my binoculars, and and it's a big black fork, and I'm going, you know, like this. (laughs) And I'm going, going, oh, shoot, there's a buck. You know, it looks like a good one, you know, And so I'm watching and and this buck steps out into an opening and there's a road cut there and and he steps into that road cut and I, I almost, I I mean, almost threw up. I was just like, oh my God, that is, that is beyond belief, uh, for a blacktail. Um, I hunt hunt mule deer a lot and, and, you know, and I'm thinking this is the size of a mule deer. This is not real. Um, and uh you know and so in order to to not spook the deer that were near me because i I could tell my breathing went crazy and i was just i was losing it so i I ducked down a little ball and and underneath the edge of the ground blind and 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 basically did the the breathing exercise trying to try not to hyperventilate and not scare off all the deer and and not throw up Uh, um you know and so i i peeked over the blind and and, and, you know, deer was still there. And I mean, it was, it, you know, I literally had to look at the water running down the tree beside me to, to calm down. I'm like, don't even look at it. You know, hope, just hope he comes in range. And, and uh, you know, there was, there were some does in there that he was checking out and he got in behind one and and, and came, came by and I, I think the shot was about 25 yards. And as he came, came through an opening there and, and, and when I shot, uh, I shot high uh I, and and the first thought through my mind was nobody's gonna even believe that i saw a deer like this and i just yeah. screwed it up i totally screwed this up um and, and so and i was just sick um you know so i texted my buddy and i said hey uh i, I shot a deer and he said oh did you shoot a buck and i said yeah he says nice buck," and i'm like yeah and he called me, and I said, "I said, well, yeah, I shot a buck, but I shot made a bad shot." And I said, I, "I," and he said, "Well, how big is he?" And I said, I "Hate to tell you this, but I, I, I think he's about. He looked like a hundred and eighty inch mule deer." And it was just dead silence. He goes, "That doesn't exist around here. We're, we're, these are these are blacktails. You're seeing shit." You know? <laughs> he said, yeah, "No, you're seeing stuff. There's no way." Uh, you know,
1: somebody tells me they see a hundred and eighty inch blacktail. And the only person I'm going to believe is a person who has a score sheet that says it. <laughs> exactly. That's, and, and he, that's just unreal.
0: Yeah. And, and he says, oh, no, that's not even real. He says, well, well you know, give me, I'll, I'll come up and, you know, I'll help you find him. Okay. Yeah. Give it some time. Give it about an hour before you even come in here. And uh, so he came up and we looked around and found the arrow, the arrow that passed through and, and there was blood all over it and, and a little bit of gut matter. And I thought, I killed this deer i told him i said no this deer's we, we got we, he, he's dead now we just have to find him and so we got on his tracks and they were digging into the ground maybe two three inches as he went down the hill followed them as far as we could uh down to the bottom of a, a draw there and uh and i stuck the arrow in the mud and i said okay let's let's just leave we're going to come back after lunch and we'll, we'll see if we can find him give him some time because you know with just based on what the arrow showed, I'm like, I, I don't want to follow me and jump it.
1: So, and that's, and, and I don't know if you mentioned that, you know, you're waiting after you hit that buck, you waited what an hour before you, an start. hour before even starting on the trail. And, and that's with the rain, which is yeah. hard to do when it's oh. raining, you know that you're losing part of your bro- blood trail yeah. every minute. And that's kudos for that. Cause, cause well. too many people jump in early and and bump them out and lose them for that well, very you, reason
0: i mean you know you think about it if you bump that deer and he goes farther in the rain that makes it that much harder to ever find that deer i mean yeah. he may go a mile you know you just don't know uh so we backed out gave it you know it was probably from the time i shot that deer i shot him at 7 30 in the morning it was one o'clock before we went out and actually started looking hard um uh, and we looked uh, the landowner came out with us and so there were three of us looking we we gridded searched up and down and through you know ran out of tracks right where my arrow was stuck in, in the mud um uh, and we looked hard we went we covered all of the hillsides around we went started you know making loops and and ended up going out you know probably a mile from where i shot that deer you know all kind of together working together looking and no deer and uh you know the whole time i'm just getting sicker and sicker thinking man i you know i, I know this was a solid hit to have you know based on the arrow um and i, I was really concerned that we were never going to find that deer because of the you know the conditions And know and, and so i was just sick um and I was telling myself, you know, I'm going to stick after finding this deer. I'm not going to hunt any. You know, I won't be hunting anything else. This is the You know, whether I find it today, tomorrow, two days from now, three days, uh, you know, I'm after this deer. So, late later on in the afternoon, probably it was around four o'clock. We four fifteen. We split up, kind of split up, and we're just kind of wandering around. <laughs> and uh, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to go back to the very to where I stuck that arrow in the mud, and I pulled the arrow. And I'm thinking, you know, his tracks were going straight away, straight to this point. And where is the thickest, nastiest spot on, you know, in, in what direction? And, you know, straight in front was, was, you know, there was a lot of thick brush. And so I thought, well, we've looked through there already today, today, twice or three times. We've walked right through there. But I'm going to just keep my head down and keep looking for some tracks going in that direction because there really wasn't any reason for him to go in another direction. I put the arrow in my quiver. And I'm walking up the hill, you know, just past where I'd, where I'd lost the tracks. And there was a, a big fallen, I guess, a spruce tree or pine tree, you know, big, uh, you know, like two trees had fallen together, big you know, branches up about five or six feet high. And I walked up to the bottom of the, those trees and I'm looking, kind of looking around and, and, I, and I smelled deer. <laughs> I mean, I literally smelled him. And I'm like, God, I smell deer. Where's my arrow? I'm smelling my arrow, and then I'm smelling my hands. I'm smelling, you know, I'm like, oh, that's not my hands. And I took one more step and looked down, and I mean, not two feet from my left foot was his rack. It was like he is buried up underneath those trees, and that's where he died. Mm. And it was less than 200 yards. If we would have pushed that deer, we would have never found him in that, yeah. in that timber, never. I, I just know that if he would have stood up and walked anywhere, we'd have never seen him and uh so i let LDL, you guys probably heard you might have even heard that one in kansas though so, uh you know but <laughs> i'm pretty sure everybody in, in oregon and northern california I, mean, I, I it it was uh, you know the, the the ups and downs when you're making it when you're trailing yeah. something you're not going to find it and you, and you know it's just such a an incredible i mean any animal but but when you know it's such a, a an incredible animal and you know people are not going to believe you you don't find it it's like yeah nobody's gonna believe me <laughs> oh yeah i shot shuddered you know giant I mean, yeah a giant blacktail they're gonna say yeah whatever Where's the proof? sure you did yeah, yeah. so i mean it was a it was a, a the emotional roller coaster i went on through that day the high I, I would say i had to have gone through some of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows um you know and 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 you know the the buck fever that i that I got on that. I, I don't get buck fever, and man, I came completely uncorked on that deer. Uh, I was a, I was a just a mess. <laughs> so I mean it, it it's it's spectacular when you can when you really get that you know all the way across the the spectrum, you know uh, and it doesn't happen that often, especially. The more you hunt, the more the, you know, it seems like you get less of that. But man, was that an experience? And 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 I pu- I remember I pulled that deer out of the out, out from the tree, and I'm like, Oh my god, I got it, I got it. And I started yelling, and, and my buddy came up and we took a lot of pictures and then we uh you know I, I went we went back to the hotel, I caped it out, and, and he and I remember him asking me, Well, how many points does he have? And I said, I have no idea. I you That's- know i don't know and i mean i and i'm sitting there trying to count I, said, I can't even count i i just can't i said and i just put it down you know, the skull down and, and uh you know we measured it there at the at the hotel and uh you know he he had his we, we had measuring stuff there and we're measuring it up it's, oh my god he says this thing is this thing is like really 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 good yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my god you know uh but well you know it was just such a tremendous deer and they, you know and, that evening, uh, you know, I faced him out and stuff while I was cooked. I, I marinated the the tenderloins, and I said, "We're going to have the tenderloins tonight. We're going to celebrate." You know, and, and we cooked up the tenderloins on the grill at the hotel, and and, uh, and had tenderloins, and then measured the deer, and, and you know, where we came up with it's like, you know, this this is like second place in Broken Young. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, what do you do? You know, it's like That's- really. You uh, eat
3: the tenderloins. And <laughs> eat we the ate tenders, the tenderloins,
0: yeah. and we, we we definitely celebrated that deer uh, that yeah. night.
3: I, I, what was the final score? I don't know if I've heard or not.
0: The final score was one hundred <laughs> and seventy-five even, one seventy-five and
1: two hundred and eight. Yeah, which uh, I'd I'd have to look. I mean, I've got a book of I'd have to look. I mean, that's like a it's like a three hundred inch mule deer. That's
0: well, yeah, so it's just a giant, giant, I mean, comparatively, yeah, yeah it's like a, yeah, a 440 inch elk or something, you know, it's just yeah. insane.
3: Really. Yeah. You shot a black tail, literally big enough antler wise to go in as a mule deer, to yes. go in the books as a mule
0: deer. Yeah. Yeah. You shot That's a black incredible. tail bigger
3: than, than most people will shoot a white tail.
1: Yeah.
0: Crazy, isn't it? I mean, just insane,
1: yeah, beautiful, beautiful buck. I got to, fortunate enough to get to see it, so
0: you know, just Man. a beautiful, typical frank so so I would say yeah, Jason the uh, so when we put the tape on it, we, he get my buddy, we get through adding everything up on the back of a napkin kind of a thing, you know, and he says you, you you're kind of a jerk, you know that, I so why is that? he says he says, you you told me on the phone that that, that this deer was going to score one hundred and eighty inches, which. And he says he's 185, you know, gross, gross score. He says, he says, you missed it. You missed your score. You know? <laughs> You're a jerk. He said, he, said, he said it was 180. It was bigger than that. And I said, well, I try to get under him a little when I'm telling yeah. somebody what I think it scored. <laughs> but man, you know, I mean, what a, what a, what just a, a, a spectacular all around animal. Um, Look at
3: yeah, this! No. no, hold on. No.
0: That's a that's I, just a tremendous tremendous meal deer. I oh. just, I everything at Boone the- in Crockett was just so tremendous. I mean, I have to say,
1: yeah, they they look do a that. really nice look at that thing. I have to move my camera so I can look at the screen. That's just unreal. How many points did it end up having? God. I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's man. Cool. You know what? Look at that. We're in a Pope and young vest, Pope and young hat. I, <laughs> I that is, <laughs> I, all right. If anybody out there is listening, you know, if you ever want to get, you know, some, the Glenn St. Charles Pope and young award at a Boone and Crockett convention, I would start by wearing, you know, I don't think that that didn't even factor into the board's decision but now that i see the picture and and uh, <laughs> it just solidifies their choice as far as i'm concerned that's absolutely phenomenal that's a monster it is just a monster blacktail i i mean i've lived here my whole life i've i've never seen a buck that big so and and i've seen a lot of blacktail bucks so <sighs> that's that's truly something to behold yes. At least now all your buddies, at least now all
3: your buddies that said, dude, you're smoking something. We don't have you like that here. <laughs> at least yeah. you got to say, yeah, you do. Look right here.
0: Jeez. You know, and, and I, 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 I truly feel like I've had a, a, an amazingly blessed hunting career, all of my hunting career. I mean, I, you know, going back to the very beginnings, I mean, my, you know, my mom made my first bows My my granddaddy made my, my first real bow i considered my real bow which was a, a hickory bow and and um you know just getting to, to 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 hunt you know deer and antelope and turkeys and i mean across the world all, you know, all the stuff we have it, it is you know we're, we're blessed we're, we're all tremendously not, good animals over the years and you know it's it's perseverance it's getting out there and. You got to, you got to have that drive and that want to, um, but, but it's, it, you know, I, I feel like I've just been blessed. I mean, I, you know, I can't, I'd agree. Of any you have,
1: <laughs> I <laughs> definitely agree. You, you have been blessed. <laughs> I mean, that's, I've, I've there's no arguments to... from either of us. No, yeah. no, that's just. Yeah. And, and this, you know, and the neat thing is I had a chance to visit with them several different times at the convention there, and and uh, and and this is just one of a dozen stories he's got, or or thirty different stories. He's got all kinds of stories like this. Did has anything else given you buck fever the way that one no. did? No. Okay.
0: I mean, not my doll sheep. Not my. Not my. You know, I killed a giant elk in Colorado. No. I mean, not at all. I mean, I, you know, my doll sheep. but I, I actually missed him on the first shot. And he ran off, and then he turned around and came back, and I, I drilled him on the second shot. I didn't even flicker until after I – I didn't even get nervous until, you know, quite a while after I shot him. And that was a, a tremendous animal to be – to just have the opportunity to hunt, you know. Um, the Um You know, my big bull elk, I mean, I, I shot him at like 25 yards, and I don't think – I don't think I got excited about that really uh, until, until I have got my hands on him. You know, then I started yeah. shaking. But uh, uh, you know, but normally I I just don't get that rattled, and and this blacktail rattled me to my core. I, I I don't know any other way to say it than, but I was just rattled to my core. I mean, shaking in my boots.
1: <laughs> and that right there is a Pope and Young Glenn St. Charles Award moment.
0: Yeah, that is 100%. exactly.
1: You know, that is exactly how how Glenn would want it to be. Is, yeah all of the excitement all of the energy all of the emotion all the raw emotion that makes bow hunting so special and that, that when we were talking i'm just like wait everybody has to hear this story because yeah. it's just so neat and uh, and the way you tell it and and I mean, you're not making this up because I was standing in front of you, and you can feel it when you're telling the story. You're like, "Oh, it's shaking," and it's just, so, yeah, I mean, it's so neat to hear. So, so, was it that? Was it?
3: Did that hit you any time before you were at the grill where you're like, "Dude, I got something special here," like real special? When you knew, well, it,
0: it, it, as soon as I saw that deer, I started freaking out. I mean, the first glimpse of him going along the hillside, mm-hmm. he went through an opening in the hill on the hillside up above, and I was just, uh, you know, I was like, wait a second, that's not, that that's that's just totally not at all, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, the blacktail was my last uh, North American subspecies of deer. Oh, the very black cool. Tail. So so, I've hunted all of them. I've hunted coos deer a tremendous amount, mule deer a tremendous amount. White tail's a tremendous amount, so you know i I knew what he was, and that I think if I wouldn't have known what he was, it would have been a lot better but seeing something, yeah, but knowing when you see when you see something like that, and you go, oh my it's like seeing a hundred and fifty inch cooster yeah, it's like seeing a well i well Jason, I, I'd have to do comparative, but you know I don't know what the number two white tail is uh.
3: Uh, butcher,
1: wouldn't it? Three twenty. Three twenty-one yeah. and yeah, three twenty-one and change. That's butcher so, isn't it? is not a number it's a two. Three hundred inch white tail. tail. I can't even yeah. imagine. I can't wrap my head around a three hundred yeah. inch white tail. Yes. To see when hunting, you know, to see one. Yeah. Even see well, one. I'll tell you what, that butcher buck, man. We we had like a room of scores and they couldn't wrap their head around it until they <laughs> got like three rolls of tape on yeah. it. So yeah, but it's
0: it's it's that Class of an animal, and just to, to see one when you're out, actually, I mean, okay, yeah, you, you go out hunting, you expect to see a giant, whatever you're hunting, right? Every time, but actually seeing one is a different game altogether, and, and then being I'll able to the- hold it together and make a decent shot. I'll
3: tell uh, you the reason I ask is because I absolutely love hearing people tell a story of a new world record or a top five, and they're like, I knew it was big but I didn't know it was that big, you know, like it never dawned on me. I have a new world record. It never dawned on me that this was top five. It never dawned on me. He's like, I just, you know, I just knew it was big. And yeah. so that's why I asked. Cause I love that. Like you're just there to hunt and you, you find a giant, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I mean, absolutely. Totally unexpected. Uh,
3: that's awesome.
0: You know, just, I mean, hunting in the right place, but even hunting in the right place, you can pick the best, best place for any animal in any species and you can go hunt there and you may not see anything that's hunting yeah, or, right. or if you see something that may just be small and you're you don't get anything because you're you're saying oh i'm gonna wait for a big one and you don't shoot anything you know yeah you just don't ever find a big anything that's even reasonable um so you have to kind of you know you kind of have to set some goals and and, and stay with them but you know the chances of I mean, this is, you know, it's more than, it's not once in a lifetime. I mean, it's once in a lot of lifetimes to have something this yeah. crazy happen. It really is. Uh,
3: now, yeah. it doesn't take much to figure out. I mean, a quick, Google shirt, a quick Google search, and you can see you're no stranger to giant animals. Uh, that's uh. That's for sure. So, like, let me just make note that the, the guy that you hear talking, this isn't like the only big animal he's ever killed. You know? no. How many book animals do you have?
0: I don't know. I think Jason looked it up. Uh, I've got a lot of critters I haven't entered. <laughs> I, 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 uh, Now's you know, the time. You know, like, well, I don't even remember what year I put I killed. I mean, I, I've got piles of critters. I went through a long phase, guys, uh, where I kind of had a, a bad taste of my mouth from poking young um that would be you know in the 90s uh what changed and that I, I, and i stepped away well it, it it was just some politics uh in the club and and uh i stepped away and didn't you know just was you know i was like no i i just you know it's not a it's not for me i don't really care and you know i'm just going to keep up and and you know, I'll know what they, you know, I'll score myself. I'll know what they scored. So what, that's good enough for me, which for many people, that's fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I spent a few years away and actually, you know, talking, went to one of the Pope and Young. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I, I was at Pope and Young and I talked to Glenn St. Charles and, and you know, sat down and talked to him and I, I just, you know, he was at a, you know at a table with him and margaret and I, I sat down and just listened to him and i talked with him a bit you know i sat there for like four hours with him and i thought you know i need to change my my out you know change the way i'm looking at this now um and and, and think about this a little differently and so so I, you know but I, you know i did i did i went i don't even know when, i've got I've got whitetails, coos deer, mule deer, antelope that that would make book. I just don't even remember what year I shot them in anymore. It's you know these were back in the '90s, early 2000s, and, and that's okay. I mean I, I've entered a few animals and I'll, I'll continue to enter animals as as I move forward, particularly you know if they're if they're good good solid animals. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like you know okay, it's part of supporting the club and 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 helping helping others real you know helping others see that it, you know, that, that archery is, is effective and efficient and, and that, you know, even the old school stuff, did, you know, the long bows and recurves, Hey, they work. You
1: know. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, once again, just to put it into perspective, you know, it's, it, you know, for that Glenn St. Charles award, you're up with, you, you were literally competing with, uh, I think the number two, you know, non-typical white tail, whitetail ever taken um number two two.
0: the 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 roosevelt is number two correct
1: i i believe so yeah matt it's uh, matt matthew culver i think got that one here in oregon and that was i think it was top five or six in boone and Crockett all time and then you know uh uh, you know a a world's record with with alan bullens blacktail so i mean man that's that's a group that I wouldn't want to have to compete against right there. No, it's, no. I mean, I never knew there was a competition,
0: man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's uh. Well, it's
0: not why. That's not why I hunt. You know.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's it, it, you know and I just I enjoyed that whole experience, and I had a few people. You know, I got to see Brian Butcher, whose buck was there. He was. He's been on the program with us. What a great guy. I mean, just oh, so yeah. nice. He had his family there, and and. It was so neat to meet them and and uh gosh I go I go when I sat down for the Saturday night banquet I sit down I was at Justin Springs table he says hey do you need a spot and I said yeah I sure do and he says great I got one at my table so I'm sitting next to Justin's dad and they're actually from uh uh Coose Bay North Bend area here in Oregon not kind of about halfway between where I'm at and where you shot that buck almost and so nice folks. And then the, uh, there's a young couple left of me and, uh, and he says, his, his name was Blake, Blake McFall. And, and he says, are, are are you Jason from the podcast? I said, yeah, I sure am. I said, do you listen? Cause I don't just make somebody listens to the podcast. It makes my day. And, uh, and so we start talking he says, man, and, uh, Blake, if you're listening and I hope you are, He's, uh, he says he plays our our podcast all the time. He owns Axis Archery out of out of uh, down in Texas, East Page, Texas. Anyway, um, he was sitting there and he says, "Man," he says, he says, "I've done some cool." I, he says, "I was just telling my girlfriend." He says, "I think that's Jason from the podcast." <laughs> and so I'm talking to him, and I don't know if he made this up or not. And and if he made it up, I think that's totally cool. I still appreciate it. But he's like, "Man." <laughs> i've done some cool stuff he says i i got to take uh who was he He says man i got to thank hank williams jr hunting but he says i just had a moment this was cool and i'm like so i i don't like i said i don't even care if he made it up but but i told him i said hey man for something for a story like that made up or not we got to do a shout out so blake if you're listening thank you you made my day hopefully i could return the favor and and once again, just the, the whole Boone and Crockett experience, they top notch organization, you know, the the original conservation organization out there. And we worked together on so many things. Um, it was neat. I, I went into that and you just never know, you know, as the Pope and young guy coming into the Boone and Crockett event you just never know how it's going to go. It's, is it, is there going to be, you know, a little animosity, us versus them. And I was there all three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or Thursday evening all day, Friday and all day Saturday. And I can tell you at no point in time, not even once was there any kind of us versus them every time I sat through the official measures meeting and every single time Pope and Young was mentioned, it was in a positive light. And so I just, you know, I appreciate our partners over at Boone and Crockett, you know, uh, Tony and Justin and Kyle and, and Danny and and the whole crew over there, um, you know, for really helping to make this, you know, and that's the staff. And it's the same on the board side. All the board members, you know, I talked to their uh, record chairman, Mike, Opitz and and um, very inclusive. Everybody was nice. You know, their president was at the airport with me yesterday during when we both had like three hours of, you know, delay. So, it's um great organization. If you're not a member, um, you ought to really think about it. Uh, they're doing a lot of good things, and and we're we're proud to be associated with them. We're proud to work together on our records programs. And joint measuring workshops. I think we share several hundred measures in in conjunction with each other, and uh, and even the most recent measures manual. Um, you know, really, I think a lot of people were very complimentary of that. So our organizations are are very similar in a lot of ways, and and I was just very proud and, and happy to see the cohesiveness between them at their event. So.
3: Jason, you didn't quite finish your shout out to Blake though. Oh, I didn't. You're supposed to say me and Dylan would both love to Axis hunt. So get with us and we'll come on an <laughs> Axis hunt. Yeah.
1: Now, I don't know if he hunts Axis or if it's but that's I mean if you're in if,
3: Texas, if you're in Texas and your archery shop is named Axis, I'm sure he hunts Axis. <laughs> if you axis. have
1: Axis Archery, then there should be got to. Yeah. You know what? Should we, should we do should we do a live podcast after an Axis hunt? with Blake? yes is that what you're saying
3: yeah me right. you and and we got to take tavis or we, none of us will kill anything so
1: <laughs> i'm not saying ta- we're not taking tavis i don't want to compete against that did guy. you not
3: but did you I not mean, hear him did you not hear him though he said his buddy shot a giant too the guy he was hunting with so yeah, but his
1: was still bigger
3: <laughs> I, i'll shoot a giant if he shoots one but i don't care yeah
1: yeah That's uh you know it's they say it's better to be lucky than good but what if you're both you yeah, know, that's not fair, you know. Right. Then it's just not fair. We
3: well, happen that's... to not be either. I I suck and I'm not lucky. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so well, Tavis, what's what's next on the list, man? You've shot a bunch cool. of good stuff out Axis, there. Axis
0: sounds like. <laughs> well, no, I shot three of those this spring. Um Ah. well. Oh yeah. wow well, okay. Uh, Never yeah, mind then. You're out. <laughs> of, of course mind. you did.
1: Never yeah. mind, you're out. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, didn't yeah. you shoot yeah. three this spring, Dylan? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, uh, and and actually snuck up on a on a really nice buck and, and shot him in his bed with my longbow. So that was pretty cool. Te-
3: Texas or Hawaii? That's the real question.
0: Texas, in Texas. My parents have a ranch down there.
3: So oh, uh, sounds like we can go with Tavis. We don't need. To
0: go <laughs> <lake>. Yeah, <laughs> all right. May have set something up. Yeah. So uh, now I've got a New Mexico antelope hunt next week. Uh, I think that's next week. It's coming up fast. So uh, I'll be hunting in New Mexico for, for pronghorn, and nice. then uh, I had an Arizona elk tag, but I turned it in because I'm just not sure where things are going to go this this fall. If I've got the time to really, to me, when I when I get an elk tag, I want to put forth a lot of effort because elk are tough. Uh, it's really tough, you know, to be successful on elk. And to me, they at least for me, they they tend to take a lot of time um to get a good elk you know to get a, a decent elk so I, I turned that tag in i do have uh, over the counter archery elk here in colorado and a bear tag uh i'm still looking to see if i can pull a, a leftover deer tag of some sort i've missed out on the first two draws so i'm still looking for a deer tag in colorado um, mule deer kind of like my my passion Um uh, uh, and I, I just love hunting mule deer above tree line in colorado That's just like that's my passion um,
3: that's the only reason he shot a blacktail that was as big as a mule deer
0: <laughs> yes
1: yeah. it definitely was <laughs> yes, not uh, above uh, tree yes. line <laughs> no, yeah. it was not above tree line <laughs> well, it was yeah. yeah
0: so you know uh we'll see we'll see what happens uh, you know i'm sure all other things will pop up i you know i just play it by ear as much as i can and you know, if I can get the time off from work, I, I take off and go. You know, it's
1: you know. You're not gonna get stuff like that on the couch, are you?
0: No, you you, yeah. you know that's the thing. I mean that 20 when I shot that deer in 2020, I was everybody was just freaking out over COVID. And I'm like, no, I'm going hunting, you know. Yeah. Uh,
3: I just, heard one thing, yeah. Tavis. I heard it said, you know, you're a redneck if COVID and quarantines didn't change
1: anything about the way you live.
3: Yeah, I guess I'm reading
1: it. it you know, it just <laughs> made. I'll tell you what, it just made the airport travel that much easier. And I go. can tell you, for two years, it was empty. Whew, it was nice. I mean, airports empty. were empty, no lines, no crowded flights, nobody in that middle row next to you. Uh, it was so pretty I, nice.
0: So I do still have. I do still have credit for the flight that i was supposed to take to come home from that deer hunting i think it, i think i still have credit because uh for some reason i decided uh rather than going on an airplane with that deer i'm going to take it home in a rental car so i went to the airport and rented a rented a car drove home with my deer i said i'm not putting it on the airplane no i am not unless checking- I, unless I can have it in the seat with me and i didn't think yeah. they'd let me do that
1: yeah i'm not you know <laughs> speaking of checking bags you know, normally I would say, well, that's kind of ridiculous. But here I am, it's uh yeah, afternoon, and I still don't have my bag from the flight this weekend. So oh, geez, you know you what it. that might have been a uh, that might have been a good call. Yeah. Cause you would not want that one to be lost. Man. Well well, Tavis, I'll tell you what, one of the things that we ask everybody, and uh everybody that comes on the show. And we have, ne- you know, what's neat is I just realized we have now had every single Pope and young Glenn St. Charles award winner on this show. Both of them. Yeah. Steve Felix. How many, how many with his, you're the second.
0: I'm the second. Oh,
1: yeah. And the, uh, the only other one that we've given out was Steve Felix in, uh, was at 19. So, um. Anyway, but one question we ask everybody, whether they've won a Glenn St. Charles award or not, is when you find yourself up up on the mountain in the backcountry above timberline or wherever you happen to be, what is one piece of gear, maybe a non traditional item that you like to have with you on a hunt?
0: Hmm. I mean, my bow, of course. Uh, (laughs) But uh, uh, I'd say, I'd say, there's a lot and i'm trying to think what's the most important probably non-traditional good pair of of boots um that's
3: too traditional they gotta go non-traditional non-traditional although you
1: know a hat's pretty traditional but if he says my lucky pope and young hat i'll accept that answer i'll mail him two more (laughs) if he says it Yeah.
0: i don't know what would be
1: non-traditional I mean, if you want to shoot a 175 inch net blacktail, oh, that's what we need to do. We just need to come out with the,
3: the Tavis Rogers Pope and Young hat, and then we, that's how we promote it. Oh, please don't, please, no. You no. want to shoot giant mule deer sized blacktails? This, this is, is your hat. You this is Very your hat. Well, I always have something
0: here. Well, I'm, I'm a little, you know, little skinny on the top there, so I've got to wear a hat or I'm sunburn, sunburned, but. I'm just trying to think non-tradition what 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 do you mean I mean what do you mean by non-traditional I mean I, I've perfect got my example boobs, I've got
3: my... is perfect example the second answer we ever got was bacon
1: bacon bacon Bacon. yeah when they're in the back country that's the one thing they take is bacon so they get
3: we've had some great answers
1: earplugs oh, yeah. Ear um plugs. for snoring dudes in the tent that was Frank um, Noska. you know what's bad is when somebody takes uh and i just, i just talked to him the other day so Frank if you're listening this is for you buddy um yeah when when you're doing solo hunts and you still have to take earplugs for the snoring you know that's a problem
0: yeah well, frank does. Yeah. I've, I've hunted with frank I've camped out with frank on puyu island hunting bears so yeah Frank frank has to wear his plugs whether i'm there or not <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> you know got, hey here's how here's how we are on the pope and young podcast guy is on his third slam with a bow and we're still gonna throw throw you know shade at poke, him poke the bear
0: you gotta throw him you gotta throw something at him uh you know, i'm just trying to think i you know i don't know what would be non-traditional carry in my knife my backpack and my game bags and my optics and you snacks
3: know. what kind of snacks you carry no
0: you'd be surprised how little i care i don't eat or drink much i I, and and i've been told this i need to i'm not going hunting with you no i go pretty (laughs) hard i mean i'll take a coke bottle with you know if i remember to put water in the morning that's good if not that's good too i keep going
3: um my favorite hunting partners are the ones that say hey dude you want a snickers you want a reese's what do you want i got cream pies i got yeah, an uncrustable,
1: perhaps. I might, uncrustable. Have,
0: I might have a little piece of old salami in the bottom of my pack or some jerky or something like that. And that's usually about it. I don't, I just, when I'm hunting, I'm, I go hard.
3: Um, Which is why you I kill think, giants.
0: I yeah. usually think about it at the end of the day. I'm going, God, I haven't eaten or drank, drank anything all day. I need to, you know, where I drank out of that cow step. You know, there was a little water in a cow print back there. I sucked, you know, got the moss out of the way and filtered the bugs. I, I go See, much. I drink,
3: I shoot, I shoot Forkies because the big ones don't come in with candy, with candy bar wrappers
1: crinkling yeah. around all the
3: time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. No. That's see. you know, just true story. Cause, cause here on the Pope and Young podcast, we like to think that we're, we're changing lives out there.
3: Yeah. We, we had are. somebody on, on recently. One Uncrustable
1: at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. The other day I got a text from Peter Churchborn with NRA, who was a recent yes. guest. Yes. And he sent yes. me a picture of himself with a box of Uncrustable. Yes. He texted to me. So, anyway, one life at a time.
3: Man, one Uncrustable at a time. We're changing lives, That's dude. That's right. And that, who was that? Nick? Did Nick? <laughs> yeah, come yeah up Nick with Hunt. That? And we still don't even have an Uncrustable sponsorship. It's
1: ridiculous. I, it's hard to believe that they, we haven't gotten Uncrustable Come on, Smuckers. Uh,
0: what? You know, I, uh, a lot of guys will carry, you know, a lot of candy and that kind of stuff. I, I don't do well with just sugar. I, I kind of I, – I tend to carry meat. Uh, you know, like, like I said, lot, good salami or jerky or, and, you know, maybe some water. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, yeah I, I tend to do pretty good with candy, or I thought I did, and so I put that suit on for the Boone and Crocodile Awards. i like <laughs> – I'm like, man, I, I'm a couple slices of pizza, you know, ahead of where I was the last time that <laughs> suit went on. Oh my. <laughs> so losing weight's easy.
3: Just go hunt with Tavis for a week, Whew, dude. You'll lose I some guess. weight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's I used to pick my hunt partners by who had the better snack bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no doubt. Anyway. Well, Tavis, I'll tell you what, man, we sure appreciate you joining us today. Uh once again, congratulations on a tremendous buck. Um as somebody who's been around those his whole life and and I've never seen anything remotely close to, to the size of that buck. I've seen some big ones. I've seen some monsters and I've never seen anything remotely close to that. So uh congratulations on that. Um congratulations. Guys, make sure on and your- head
3: over to wwwpope youngorg tavis world record hat and you can get yours today <laughs> yeah <laughs> three colors
1: available three colors so can, yeah can, once again congratulations appreciate you telling the story and and i love the the emotion that you bring to the story and absolutely uh, so congratulations on the glenn st charles award and only the second one um in the history of the club so so congratulations on all of those
0: thank you very much i mean thank, thank you know, thank the Pope and Young Club for all they do and, and, and Boone and Crock for all they do. I mean, I, I've been lifetime members in both clubs now for a number of years. Um, those those Both of those organizations do a tremendous amount for conservation of our North American wildlife and, and, and really, you know, they're, they're, they're some of the most important organizations to be a part of Uh, If you're a hunter uh, in in anywhere, I mean, uh, yeah, they're good. So,
1: well, we appreciate it. We're, we're fighting for all bow hunters out there. So we, and, and there's strength in numbers. So if you're not a member, think about it. Think about joining Pope and young, think about joining Ben and Crockett, Uh, great organizations and, and they could definitely use the strength in numbers that, that y'all provide. So anyway, Tavis, once again, thanks for being here, man. Congratulations and have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you.